Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beertastic Voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we are going to be trying some new brews from a new brewery called Barnshed Brewing, and they're out of Hicksville, New York. That is correct, sir. Now, uh, when I say new, it's really new. It's only a couple months old since their grand opening, correct? Yeah, they only opened in uh, May okay. of this year. So, Mark, you have the uh, story handy? I do. Let us Lay it on us, my man. So, uh, Barnshed was founded in, well, last year really, by uh, husband and wife team Brian and Christine Murphy. And uh, they put together their uh, initial capital through a Gips- Kickstarter, Kickstarter campaign, and uh, with that, they were able to purchase the necessary equipment, kegs, okay. and so forth, and you know whatever renovations that they had to do for their space. And the uh, the two honed their skills by homebrewing in their barn shaped shed in their backyard, which is where the brewery gets its name from. I like that. That's good. And uh, you know they are Nassau County's fourth brewery. Nassau County finally starting to get you know catch up a little bit. Though we realize that there's a long like way to seven, go. That there's seven just in the neighborhood of Riverhead alone. But yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, they got to start somewhere. But yeah, I mean, and I uh, stopped in there last night. It's on the way home from work for you, isn't it? No, it's not on the way home. Oh no, you're not that far. No, west? I have to go further west to get there from work. Oh, okay, well that's at least done. And and then I had far. to, you know sit around for an hour waiting for them to open i'm here and i want your beer please open <laughs> it's my turn let me go just just paw at the door until they open but you know there was a considerable amount of people filing in and out while i was there okay. so it seems like they're doing pretty good business uh brian was kind enough to talk to me show me around oh nice uh walk me through his brew setup which is uh uh, three vessel, one barrel, horizontal. Interesting system. All right. So, I imagine he's doing lots of brewing to keep up. I was gonna say, if it's only one barrel, like he's gonna need to be brewing like every day. Yeah, but I mean, he, they uh, just got their first like outside account. Okay. So you know, they're doing well, and uh, I mean, everything I had there was fantastic. So I, I wish them well and. You know, let's get into uh, the first beer here, which is Murphy's Lager. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, slightly hazy golden lager color. Where's our SRM at? It's, it's on its way. It's loading. <laughs> um, I love that. But, you know, it seems like a uh, fairly straightforward lager to me. Yeah, I mean, when you smell it right away, you identify it as a lager. It has um, the straw color of a lager and... That, yeah, that yeast aroma is definitely there. Yeah. Sorry, Justin, but this is more yellow. It's a bit darker than straw. Okay. Looking at the color uh, chart. This is why we use the color chart, Alan. But it's a, you know, it's an American lager. So it's just under 6% alcohol, 5.9. Okay. That's a little, it's uh, on the high side for a lager, right? Uh, it is a little style. bit. He was telling me that, like... He was really surprised by the efficiency he got when he made this. Like, this is the first time he's made 
this oh, beer. Oh, this was at, the first like massive, run, the first full scale run of it. Yeah. Oh wow. At, at the least, yeah. So, and he told me that he got his efficiency was like eighty eight percent, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's very high. So that's something that he may turn. He might tune that down a little bit. Yeah, like I the, think that's his intent. But I mean, I don't make it a little more sessionable. I I don't think it it's out of balance in any way the way it is. No, my my first sip kind of said it's a pretty it's a pretty decent american lager you know um you know there's i don't get you know it's not to the point where you pick up like alcohol flavors in it not at all but let me try let me see what else i can get out of this do you you happen to know uh, what hops you put in it no No. i don't i'm just wondering is obviously um coming off our alchemist episode with american in front of everything this isn't uh a, a hop forward item so no, I mean American lagers aren't American. No. You know, American lagers are, you know, your typical macro brews. Yeah, that might gotcha. be the that might be the one exception to our American means extra hop rule. Yeah, um, it's all it's all right. Um, I like that it has the the smooth mouthfeel to it. Um, sometimes pretty basic lagers can get a little watery, and this one is not. So I appreciate that. Um, I, it has a nice grainy flavor to it as yeah, well. Yeah, there there is a little bit of grain. Um I can I'm still working on you know using the right descriptors there to uh you know describe the the range of grain. Mm, you, you know what I mean? Like fair, yeah. you know like uh biscuit versus you know the other, you know trying to get the official descriptors in there, but this one it's it's not bad. It's it's not to it's not to like the bready flavor. It's almost like a like a white bread kind of flavor yeah i mean i mean i think this is the first beer that i started on my flight that i had while i was there last night and good as soon first as I, beer for the flight yeah as soon as i took a sip of it i was like damn this is a really good summer beer yeah it definitely is i can, I can see being in the backyard playing long games drinking this yeah it you know again when it comes to a lager this is uh something that you can have in that in, his, in the tasting room that is going to be able to you know span the gap of anyone who's venturing in, especially oh, especially yeah, in Nassau, right. without you know having as many craft breweries. So if someone walked in off the street and they were like, "I want a beer," this is what you would hand them, and they'd be pumped, and then you'd get them to try something else. Yeah, it it it's a solid beer. I mean, it's a for, is that, yeah for it's, their first lager. I mean, this is fantastic. Yeah. I wish I could make something this crisp. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll kind of kick off the ratings a little bit. I, I'm going to go with a pint on it. Not because it's, you know, a, a bad beer, just because my general taste. I'm definitely going to have one when I stop in, but I'm going to probably then try a couple of other things off the board. I'm, I mean, for me, this is a growler. I definitely drink a growler of this and enjoy it. I mean, it's got a nice, it's got a grainy sweetness, but it's got enough bitterness there to balance it out, and it's just crisp and refreshing, and I could drink lots. It's a sneaky 6% too. Oh, certainly. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna side with Justin on this one and probably say that it's going to be a pint for me. Um, I would actually like a little more sweetness in it. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I, Only because I know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like, you know, I, I just feel like it hasn't really committed... Either way, either way, like it's not sweet. It's not. If it was a little sweeter, I'd be happy. If it was a little crisper, I'd be happier. But um, for now, I think I would like it just a little bit sweeter to be there. But it's certainly a really good start, and um, I'm looking. It's got me looking forward to 
the rest of the ones that we have here. So what's uh you're pouring out number two? What's on number two here? Well, before I so while I'm doing that though, I'm just gonna recap our rating system here. Okay. So it's a five point system, which is based upon how much of the beer do we want to drink. Which In starts one sitting, correct for the most part. Starts off with a two ounce tasting. If you like it a little bit more, then you go for a pint. If you like it a little bit more than that, then you reach for the bomber. If it's even better than that, you go for a growler. And if you just gotta have it, then you go for a keg. Right. Get me the get me the IV bag. We're sticking just it to, stick my it to my veins. Exactly. <laughs> I would get a stomach, you know, get a tube right to my stomach just to keep inge- forcing it into me. That good. <laughs> but then you wouldn't get to taste it. That kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, I was. Th- that was my thought. But, and if I if I can't slam things that taste good in my mouth, how am I supposed to fill this hole that's in my soul? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many jokes that I want to make, and I, I can't make them all at once. I know they all they you all just, just you just overwhelmed me there. They they collide together. Yeah, they get stuck go. right on your chin. They like collide. all like all the things that are in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me finish up my uh, Murphy's lawyer here, and you guys get started talking about the uh, the next one. What so, do we got? The second beer that we have is called Can You Pale the Coffee? Ooh. And this is an American pale ale that has uh, cold brew coffee blended into it. That's interesting sounding. Yeah, I really enjoyed the sample I had of this last night. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. It is a light 7% alcohol. Wow. Yep. It's, um, It's a light amber color. With a little bit of a creamy head. All right. It. Well, let's let's consult technology. Let's see how correct Kevin is, because I was wrong. We have uh, Mark. I believe he is correct with the amber. There we go. Boom. Bam. I may not one. be able to tell flavors, but I can tell colors. <laughs> <laughs> the colors do the colors. Oh, Colorblind kid. It doesn't have um for for something that, that it has coffee infused in it. I don't get um a, a big nose off of it. Yeah, I don't pick it up in the nose. I mean, it's there. I, I definitely have it, but I don't. I don't. I don't get that. Um, you know, like you would with a, a coffee stout, which obviously this is not. But right, and yeah. I think that that is also because this is a pale ale with coffee blended into it, so it doesn't have the roasted malts that you know those dark malts that have those same type aromas that are just reinforced by having the coffee there. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have the that that the complementary grains. Right. In that style. Uh, taking a sip. Um, it definitely has the uh, coffee astringency to it, not in a negative way. But you yeah, know, you I know mean, it's I, there. I think it blends very nicely. Honestly, it, I mean, it's almost like a, it's almost like a hop finish, which I'm sure that that's some of it too. But it, it's it's pleasant and it, it it's like kind of welcome. It starts even a little sweet, and then finishes with the hops and the and the coffee. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's a good beer it's different because how many pale ales do you see with coffee in them not a lot no absolutely um it's definitely a little bit different um i'm gonna disagree on the enjoyableness though of it um which i'm a guy that likes coffee and i like drinking coffee but it's it's, um it's i mean maybe it's just the I don't know. It's just it's just not tasting right to me. Like not that there's something wrong with it, but just it's not really doing it for me. I'm gonna have another sip or two and see if I can kind of place it, but just seems a little too 
sharp in the front for me. Interesting. Yeah, Maybe not in the front, but it, it's just sharp in there. Hmm. Maybe it's a little too acidic for you. Yeah, it would definitely be. It's definitely on the acidic side, which makes sense with the the coffee going in there and also the pale ale. Yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely. There's an acid in the. There's an acid level in there that, um, even in the coffee that I've been trying to drink now, more I've kind of been going for a little more mellow and medium roasts that don't necessarily have that same acid, the acidity in the middle of it. There, I like that it cuts. It does cut through the beer flavor and that and that gives you that makes itself known and i think that it's really cool inside of pale ale because i'm looking at it and i'm going like okay this is i have a thought process of what this is going to taste like and it doesn't taste like that at all right but i can't not remember the name of the beer but we had it at the long island poorhouse that was similar to this it was like a golden oh yeah i don't remember what that was either and it was i feel like it was the same idea and that one was done better to me, it's just it's just my thought process on it. So for me, I'm gonna give this one a taster, which is kind of surprising because usually if it's coffee with me, I'm happy, and I go for more. But for me, it's just a taster on this one. I'm gonna go pint because of the aggressive um, acidity and flavor you got on the back end. But I think that if potentially I paired this with the uh, layover lager. What is it? Murphy's Lager. Jesus. Layovers. Layover, I think, is Dubco's. I'm not sure. There's another one, Layover Lager, from somewhere. Anyway, the one that we just tasted from uh, uh, Barnshed, if these two could go side to side, you could probably bounce back and forth and have a few of each. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's my own coffee preferences here, but I really like the character that's in here. I'm For me, this is a solid bomber. I drink two pints of this quite happily. Uh, but hey, to each his own. Yeah, I noticed that on the board they had a, a pineapple item, which I I oh, knew the pineapple uh, express. Yeah, which I knew immediately that Kevin would not Kevin that Mark would not be bringing back to us. <laughs> Mark, how are you drinking? Just out of curious, how are you taking your coffee these days? Are you uh, drinking it black? No, I, I don't drink it black. I drink it unsweetened with half and half. Okay. Yeah, it's maybe with some black pepper. Pepper? Yes, sir. Interesting. That I don't think I've ever had. I like it. Okay. Um, thinking of co- thinking of how you take your coffee now, I could definitely see how you are enjoying this more. Yeah, I was trying to wean myself off the sugar on it, and then I just decided, fuck it. Why am I? I'll cut it down, but I'm, there's no reason to make to not enjoy the co- my morning coffee. So a terrible way to start the day with a bad cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. Well finish that or yeah give me a second i'll I'll finish up move move it out and no uh, no man left behind (laughs) because because number three here i have no doubts that both of you are going to enjoy all right what do we got for number three number three is their propaganda porter oh yeah i saw i saw that on the on the board when you took a picture of it yeah so this is an american porter that uh has hints of vanilla bean and bourbon Okay, that sounded interesting. Yes, and um, as far as this being the color, I'm going to take a stab at this one, and I'm going to go whatever the step below black is. <laughs> I forget exactly what it is. I'm not looking at it right now. There's there's one step below black, and that's what this is. That's only because the edge of the glass I can get a little bit of a little bit of color through. So Mark is uh, sizing things up. 
I'm going to go with light black. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no. I really hope it's what it is. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> Mark is taking uh, uh, precise measurements. That's right. No, I think it's just regular black. <laughs> it's not the light black? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's dark brown, very dark brown, black, and then black opaque. Oh okay. Oh, so, oh I, okay. So technically, what I, for what I was thinking, black was. I was not aware that there could be a more not see through version of black. I didn't know that that was like a thing. I'm I'm motioning for this one to be reco- renamed light black. Okay, done, done. It's going to okay. be white black. No, no, not white black. I know. Black. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why does it got to be white black? What's that? Why well, you got to make it like that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass by that. I'm gonna say that the uh, I'm gonna start describing the aroma for those that uh, aren't looking at us. Be be idiots. Uh, it's uh, a bourbony vanilla aroma, oddly enough. It is 6.4%. Wow, really? That's interesting. That See, you smell this beer, and then you smell uh, the coffee pale ale, and you would, nine times out of ten, you would be like, this is the higher ABV beer because you're smelling this oh, bourbon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, when I was there drinking the uh, the coffee pale ale yesterday, like, I was really enjoying it. It was like, yeah, like... You don't notice it's seven percent. I was like, "What? <laughs> I gotta drive. You gotta tell me this, man. I gotta get home." Yeah. So I was a little surprised at that, was, but I mean, is for that for me that beer is very easy drinking. Uh, I believe I drank this porter before I had the the coffee, pal. But I mean, the, this porter is very tasty. It is. It's um, it's, uh, roasty on the roasty side for a porter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's definitely got that little bit of roastiness in the beginning of it, but it lacks the um, the mouthfeel on the body to really fall into the to to push towards the stout side to me. So I'm yeah, Mark, you were correct in this one. This one I am very pleased with. Um, I, I like how the bourbon kind of washes the and the vanilla wash the the roastiness. You get the roastiness and then sort of a smooth, nice, clean finish. Yeah, it's almost like a palate cleanse. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely um, that vanilla comes through. Um, it's almost it's to me it's the second thing that you taste in the sip. Like yeah. there's, you know, it's that 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 little bit of um, vanilla flavor that it's almost like a mel- the mellow smoothness that comes through in the middle of the sip, and then you finish off with a clean fin with a fairly clean finish. There's no mouthfeel that doesn't build up, so it's nice in that sense. Yeah, the um, it doesn't have that uh, any astringency to it. It also doesn't have, um, especially at six percent, you wouldn't expect it, but uh, an alcohol flavor from the bourbon. You just sort of get that with the bourbon flavor without the alcohol burn. Yeah, yeah and I'm not a hundred percent sure um, how this was treated, if it was barrel aged or what have you, where, yeah, you know, the bourbon and vanilla are coming from. I'm not a hundred percent on that, mm. but it's super smooth. I drink a lot of this. Yeah, this is definitely one that I could start putting um, some pints down of. For me, the um, the really interesting part of it is that you have that that kind of bur- that bourbon smoothness to it. You know that it doesn't necessarily. There's no the, there's no roast bite. There's no toasty. There is none of the especially after just finishing the last beer. You know, I'm kind of pushing through a little bit. The the distinct lack of the acidity and bite is really standing out to me, especially in contrast to the beer that I just finished drinking. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Uh, you know, definitely, you know, speaks to the order that you drink things in can definitely alter how you how you taste things. Yeah. The other thing that I would be interested in um, learning about the production of this beer is how they how they did that. If it was barrel aged, if they used planks or something like that, um, or if it was a first use barrel, or maybe this was a, I know they're new and maybe it's a secondhand barrel that it's been used a couple times so that it's a little more mellow, that it's not getting as much flavor out of it. Possibly. I'm not a hundred percent sure. While we're talking about barrel aging though, I do have to give an honorable mention to their brother's ale. Okay. Which is a barrel aged cream ale. Interesting. But it, you know, again, going back to, they have a small brew house. Uh, that is one of their sort of limited releases, right. so I could not get a growler fill of that to share with you, gentlemen. But if you're listening to us talk about this and we've piqued your interest, go down there and try it before it's gone until they rebrew it. Now, what other than that, it was interesting. What what are your thoughts on that one? Honestly, I didn't even really realize it was a cream ale. Okay. Uh, until later on while I was just bullshitting with Brian. Right. In between him serving other customers or, right. you know, doing other uh, housekeeping-related items. Well, kind of the beginning of, you know, late spring, beginning of summer, we kind of had our uh, our early, our seasonal fling with uh, cream ales. Oh, yeah. yeah no, quite a few. So. Not, nothing like uh, lawn for sure, Jack. Um <laughs> Shout out to you, buddy. It, I mean, it had an appropriate level of bitterness. Right. And the barrel aging just kind of smoothed everything out. And, Interesting. You know, made That's it a really very, beer. very easy drinking. That sounds really intriguing to me. I'd be very interested to try that beer. You don't hear too many cream ales coming out of a barrel. No. You don't really hear of anything. I feel like when you hear, if it's not, you know, at least darker you know on the darker side of the scale you know i feel like you never really hear it coming out of the barrel yeah, unless it's a sour yeah 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 but oh sours are amazing oh. <laughs> <laughs> that pineapple beer what it was i think it was called pineapple express obviously yes. it's a movie what what do you remember what style beer that was at all i believe it was uh it was either a jefe or a weed ale yeah i think it was a jefe yeah i looked at that and i was like oh man i would i would you know have texted you to bring that but you it was not your wheelhouse. It's okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go give it a shot. I'm gonna probably be in the na- their neighborhood pretty soon for a uh, a meeting. So I think yeah. I might stop in afterwards because I'm probably gonna need it. My lovely wife used to work over in that neck of the woods, and unfortunately, she does not anymore. Well, fortunately, she doesn't work that far ever anymore. But unfortunately, there's no reason for me to like go over in that direction anymore. Yeah, I mean, for where we live, they are out of the way, but. At some point in time, I would say it's worth making the the trip out there on a Saturday afternoon or what have you. Yeah, when we go to Huntington to uh, see my parents, we'll probably uh, drop the kiddo off and then take a little loop around. Yeah. Steph likes Ikea anyway. That's true. (laughs) Just load her up on some uh, horse balls and (laughs) then go get some beer. (laughs) Mmm, delicious horse balls. Delicious. So good. You have to assemble your own meatballs, by the way. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right, before we forget, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating. Oh, oh, yeah, we haven't done any ratings. So we can talk about horse balls. That's right. I mean, uh, for me, the propaganda porter, easy growler. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm going to go 
with the growler as well on this one. This is really, I really appreciate this, and I'm happy to be drinking it. That's uh, that would make a three growlers. Ah 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 ah. Hat trick. So yeah, I, I agree. The uh, I'm particularly impressed on the finish on the beer. The fact that they're able to get the roast, which I love so much, but a lot of roasty beers, I can't drink a lot of them because of the the buildup mm-hmm. of the, of the roast and the astringency. They've solved that problem with this beer and uh, compound until the uh, cows come home. I also want to say, uh, you know, Brian also gave me samples of their uh, Mental Toughness, which is a session IPA, and their State 11 IPA, and both of which uh, were certainly IPAs, not juicy IPAs, not, you know, New England style in any way, but they also lacked that abhorrent dank bite <laughs> that turns me off so many of them yes so you know i i enjoyed the the couple of tastings he gave me of those as well so if you're like us and you're not that big on ipas you know give those a shot they were pretty good well, sounds like he has a pretty good spread was there um so you've list we had the three that we we have tonight the two ipas you mentioned is that everything that was on the board there or was there anything else no so they had a another pale ale which i didn't try their lawman Pale Ale. Okay. And then their uh, Daishun, which is the, the standard Hefe. Okay. And then the Pineapple Express, which is, I believe, the same base beer, but with pineapple. So that's like eight eight or nine beers that we've mentioned from them already. And for a brewery that's not... Oh, yeah. They had not, 10 taps wow. on of, you know, every and everything's their own. And the, the last one was their Summer Ale, uh-huh. which I didn't try. Uh, you know, I asked them, you know, you know... What mm-hmm. is your summer ale? And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's got orange in it." I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> I'm gonna pass." I'm like, I, I, and I told him, "I'm like, look, I mean, I don't enjoy lemon and orange in my beer." Yeah. So. No, I mean, I'm just really surprised at a fairly new brewery with a smaller system having so many different beers. Yeah, and I think that just shows you like how much he honed his brewing. Yeah, absolutely. In his shed as a home brewer. Yeah. One of the questions I had when you were talking about the equipment was uh, how how big were the fermenters? I mean, was were they like double-sized fermenters so he's double-batching no, everything? No. no. I was impressed, though, that everything has Blickman on the side of it. <laughs> That's always a sign of quality, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, for people unaware, Blickman engineering is like the Cadillac of uh, brewing equipment. Uh, yes, yeah, especially on yeah, on that scale, at least you know once yeah. you get, once you get bigger, it's a little different. But right, yeah. No, that's um. Listen, I got to say that what the stuff he's doing is seems really impressive. I mean, I'm happy to have this porter is a big is the win for me right now. But the but just if he's making that many different kind of beers right now, that's that's really impressive. And I and this is not meant to be disparaging in any way. I'm wondering if he's just like throwing it out there and seeing what sticks right now to say like okay let's get a bunch of beers out there and see what the people like and which ones i want to keep making more of or if he really is just hey man i want to make all these different beers so i'm making them if you guys like them awesome if not all right fine i'll make something else next time i don't know i did float the idea of sitting down at some point and talking to us and he seemed like he was interested in that so okay something to keep in mind yeah in the future i would definitely like to uh pick his brain on that absolutely all right. Um, you guys, um, 
Oh, before I wrap up, I wanted to ask, what's the uh, tasting room situation like? What's the parking situation like? We've kind of so usually they review that as well. So if, if anybody knows where the Lowe's in Hicksville is? Mm, not off the top of my head, but okay. I mean, it's sure right it's on 107. Else. So what you do is you go south from there mm-hmm. to the next uh, street, and you make a right. Right. And it's this industrial park, and the and they're in the end unit of this building. There's also like a microscope, like supply and repair company, and uh, okay. you know, in in the same stretch of of the building, for all your microscope repair needs. I was going to say for, <laughs> for things you need every day. Yeah, I mean, and it's basically, and it, this doesn't help the people listening, but I would say their unit is probably about the same size as this finished part of my basement here. Okay, that's yeah. not bad. That's um, what would you say? That's probably about um, seventy-five by thirty or so. No, no, it's not that big. Like maybe fifteen wide. Fifteen, 15 wide. Yeah, fifteen by twenty-five, maybe. It's twenty-five. That seems. Low. Yeah, maybe. All right, I don't know. Yeah. I'm well, terrible at it's judging. In that, it's in that ballpark. Maybe forty. Yeah. Like yeah. Either way, not huge. Like so some of those numbers smaller than Dubco. Okay. I mean, I since I have Dubco as a reference in my head, like I know that, but it's not. Um, so I'd say it's garage sized. Yeah, one car, it's a it's a one car garage size. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and the the way they've got it set up, like the brewing equipment is right there, okay. like right next to the tasting room. They've got like some ropes set up. <laughs> Don't touch to you know coordinate. <laughs> cordon that off they've got a couple of barrels that they just picked up from uh long island distillery okay oh that's cool that uh you know they're good too he's planning to fill soon and in the back they've got you know storage in the fermentation room that you know they've got just like a portable like ac unit in there (laughs) controlling the temperature and then immediately when you walk into the right is like the cold room where all the conditioned kegs are and, all right. and the bright tank is in there and then they've got you know a, a six tap uh kegerator okay and then the other four taps they have set up right now on a jockey box all right but uh they do movie nights on thursday sounds fun uh and the, this past week they did uh uh, beer fest and, oh nice and uh, somebody brought down like this really nice boot <laughs> and i saw it on the shelf i was like that's a nice boot you got up there he's like oh yeah somebody brought it down on uh, thursday Those boot yeah always wanted to try chugging beer out of one of those never done it glenn uh when i was in the wedding party you think you got one too gave us boots Oh, maybe it was just for me because i was the best man i don't know i didn't get a boot oh you didn't get a boot i got a boot i, I got a growler but oh, I didn't get a boot. I got a boot. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> that was him. But I told Glenn what to get everybody. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. thank you, Mark, and thank you, Glenn. And yes, it, this uh, we're recording this right around Glenn's birthday. So happy birthday, Glenn! You're going to be 473 this year. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, gentlemen. We've wandered, so I think it's time to say goodbye. Agreed. Cheers, everybody. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, 
and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.